1: Welcome
0: back. Welcome to ESPN and on YouTube. Austin Avery's talking it over. So is David Lanwer, and he's going to Athens. Good. Awesome. Bring home a W, please. Yeah. Uh, and a piece of the shrubs. Yeah. Tim McCartney and Jackson Burkett with you for uh, 10 more minutes, but guess who's going to join us? Who? Jeremy Rutherford. wood, wood. Morning, Jeremy. What? 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 what. <laughs> <laughs> I I couldn't have been more surprised by what I saw in Saturday's win against the Penguins, because I thought Thursday's loss to the Coyotes was one of the more disheartening games I had witnessed uh, as a Blues fan slash talk show slash podcast host slash godless pervert, and and then they come back and they have that kind of game. That was uh, that was super impressive, man.
1: Yeah, it really was, Tim. And you know, I don't want to say that. I called the the way they would play against uh, Pittsburgh. But I think a thing that we're going to see a lot this year with this Blues team is you're probably going to see a lot of bounce-back efforts because I think this team has a lot of heart, has a lot of pride. I think that's the way it was assembled. And I think it's going to work hard. And so after that Arizona game in the locker room, you could kind of sense that uh, this team knew it let everybody down. The other thing I think we're going to see a lot of, and we've talked about it, is those defensive performances, like Arizona, where they're running around in the offensive zone on the perimeter, wearing you down, getting that zone time, it's going to break you down. There's going to be nights like that, and then the Blues are going to have to bounce back, and that's exactly what they did in this situation.
0: Yeah, I mean, so many different elements to talk about. I, I feel like one of the things that has stood out over the first few games with the Stars, Kraken and Coyotes, leading into that Pittsburgh game was that you really hadn't gotten all that much from Cairo and and Thomas, uh, and then on Saturday night, uh, you did. You saw what a top line can do with what the Coyotes did with Keller and Schmaltz uh, on Thursday, but then the Blues responded with uh, Thomas, Cairo, and then Saad with the two goals.
1: Yeah, I think so, and I think it was a good move by Craig Berby to move Jake Neighbors up to that second line, and I had in my article on on Sunday that he gets a phone call from Braden said, come on, let's play hard, let's have a good game. And after that Malkin goal, which is just a depressor, right? right? You come back in that second period, and neighbors on that second line gets that goal to kind of take control of that game again. So I think you're starting to see more from some of the Blues' top guys. It's still not enough, and it's certainly not enough offensively, not a sh- not enough shots on goal, not enough zone time, just a little bit more in that, in that Pittsburgh game. Uh, but this team is going to have to be a lot better offensively and get a lot more from these top guys if it wants to
0: continue – Making uh, playing games like it did against Pittsburgh. So giving up a lot of shots still, but the, but the key is, unlike last year, where there were so many second-chance opportunities and pucks just sitting on the doorstep for easy goals, those have been reduced. And it, that, of course, was the emphasis uh, in camp. What are you seeing as far as the execution of that? Because it seems like three of the four games this year, they've been able to execute it, and then the one against Arizona, they were not.
1: Yeah, three of the four games, and I think that's what they expect, and that's the type of performance they want defensively, Uh, and they knew, even though maybe some of us didn't and it took a little while for everybody to catch on to what the the zone system was going to produce in terms of watchability, they kind of knew this was uh, coming, but uh, they're right up there in terms of uh, block shots per 60 games. I think it's about 16.6 per game through these first four, and that's what they're going to do, and when you sit up top, press box, and you look down, you can see it. They're all packed in, and... Even Arizona, Seattle, you know, they're circling around. They're looking for that seam. Where's that hole? How can we break this? And there's going to be a lot of possessions where it looks bad because they're going to be able to break a layer or two and get a decent shot on that. But for the most part, for the most part, the stuff has come from the perimeter. Not a lot of rebound attempts. And especially when Jordan Bennington has been in that, he has been very impressive with that rebound control
0: and making the big saves. Yep, and again, three out of four games we have seen him, the one exception on Thursday against the Coyotes. Uh, Colton Pareko's performance so far this season, certainly uh, somebody you get plenty of emails and DMs about. He gets the goal on Saturday. Craig Bruby talked about the way he is skating this year in particular. Uh, one specific shift he was talking about, Uh, On Saturday night, what are your impressions of Pareko and what are the thoughts of uh, Craig Berube and the organization on how he's playing so far?
1: Yeah, how about that, Tim? I think we're four games in, and I don't think I've gotten one tweet, email, anything about Colton Pareko in terms of uh, what's this guy doing out there. He's been fantastic. I think he's been their best skater. If you want to say team MVP, top one, two, three, uh, Bennington I think is number one in my book, but Colton Pareko has been right there. He's doing exactly What he's done for a number of years in terms of skating, he's getting up the ice, he's putting pressure on the other team, you know, you can't get the puck away from him when he's on a mission on that 200 foot skate. Uh, so I think he's doing that. But more, more importantly, what you needed to see from him was playing physical, playing tight on, on guys, being aware of where everybody was, and he's right on top of that. Like, I watched those first two or three games when I wrote that piece, the video piece for The Athletic, and I just could not believe the Colton Perico that I'm watching. I, I think he's been fantastic. He's definitely uh, clicked in terms of whatever he worked on this summer – Uh, In terms of not thinking too much, that's what he kept telling us in the preseason. I can't think as much as I have in the past. I've just got to react. That's what he's doing. He's
0: reacting. And I know this was a theme uh, after the game against the Coyotes and certainly on, on Saturday morning before they played the Penguins at the morning skate, but then uh, that is, of course, that it's still early. Teams are still trying to find their identity, and the Blues are trying to make a shift away from what took place last year with giving up so many easy goals. Uh, I'm asking you here, granted, four games in, but on the doorstep of a Western Canadian road trip, uh thing that has stood out to you so far that is clearly a difference and an improvement from last year, and something that stands out to you at this moment, that yes, of course, it's still only four games, but it stands out as a concern.
1: Yeah, in terms of improvement, I think obviously the the defense is uh, the number one thing. But we've talked a lot about that, so I'll use something else. I think that you know finishing checks. uh, I think that that's something that is cliche, but it's something that they weren't doing last year. But when you watch the three games that they play well in, let's exclude the Arizona game. You know, I think that they are are finishing checks. You look at a team. You look at a, a haze. You look at some of these defensemen, Justin Falk, running guys into board. You know, it doesn't look like much, but that takes the other team out of the play, and then you can kind of dictate the pace. That's, and, and that's what they've done in three of these four games. And then something that, that hasn't looked very good, uh, we talked about the lack of offense, the lack of shots. That's going to have to change um, You know, the power play. I, I think that we saw the power play a couple nights ago against Pittsburgh. It was a lot better, especially even on that one where Malkin got the goal coming out of the box after the tripping penalty, uh, they were getting some pressure. They were moving the puck, and I think they've put you know a, a little more work into this and, and probably trying to get through those first three or four games where it's not working and it starts to weigh on you a little bit, Tim. And uh, you know, I'm not saying they're going to come out of it. I'm not going to say this is going to be a top five or top ten power play in the league, but I think in this last game you started these signs of a unit that's looked really, really bad this year so far.
0: Jeremy Rutherford with us every Monday here on Balloon Party, every Wednesday on TMA, and throughout the week – On 101 ESPN, Jackson, uh, any observations that you would like to to share?
1: Nothing on the hockey side, but just, uh, you know, they take on Winnipeg uh, tomorrow night. Quick fun fact about Winnipeg. Uh, Winnipeg's Union Station was built by the same architects who designed New York's Grand Central Terminal so there's that for you Jamie. wow 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 that's great No, know i'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> glad not to be going to see that yeah. oh you're, you're not going to
0: get a chance to go <laughs> that's a shame
1: oh uh, you know what you know it was between this and vegas and i picked the vegas trip so
0: mm-hmm. uh
1: i am living though uh, vicariously through jackson before we went on the air here tim i was asking him about uh, the zoo i had some fun down in my heyday there and Tried to get the the four one one from Jackson on what it's like today. So yeah, him and Marshy Marsh part. are
0: just running around there. They kind of run things now, you know. It's <laughs> like the Rat Pack. <laughs>
1: it's true. Yeah, no, I saw the picture of the two of them, and I, I see the uh, cocktail in Jackson's hand. So I could only imagine that. Oh, what are you having there, Jackson? Big
0: Ultra. Oh, nice. Went down real real smooth. Oh, is that right? Went down like milk, baby. (laughs) Wow, listen to this guy. He's feeling himself. JR, thank you so much for the time as always, sir. We'll talk again on Wednesday on TMA. All right, see you, boys. There is the great Jeremy Rutherford with us here on Balloon Party. Time for us to shut it down. BK and Ferrario are up next. Action Jackson. I'll be back tomorrow at 10 a.m. And it's 7 a.m. on TMA. For Action Jackson, I am Tim McKernan. This has been Balloon Party, driven by Mungadast, Burkhardt, Alton, Toyota on 101 ESPN and on YouTube.